Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Abby Will, Senior Research Associate and Associate Project Director for Remodeling Futures of Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. The U.S. home remodeling market continues to be influenced by a variety of housing and lifestyle changes brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. With 2022 right around the corner, wouldn't it be great to have a crystal ball? Well, we have the next best thing, as Abby is here to share the opportunities and challenges for residential remodeling in 2022. And we'll hear what they are in just a minute. Yeah, it's me, Deadpool, and I got an offer that you can't refuse. Ah, fake laugh. It's funny that I only ever see two of you. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Carrari. Heidi Ho. Hi, how are you over there, Mark? Pretty good. All the way over on the other side of the desk. Yes, all the way over here. With the the way the monitors are set up, it's kind of like the Tim Allen neighbor, where I can just barely see (laughs) your eyes. Yeah, and I can just see your baseball cap, so that means you must need a haircut. That's why I say Heidi-ho neighbor, actually. (laughs) Oh, I see. Is that what he used to say? I never did see that show. Yeah, Heidi-ho neighbor. All right, so today... We have a great show ready because we're going to be talking to Abby Will, who is going to fill us in on, you know, they just do some fantastic research and and all about the market, and they can tell us so much about what's going on at the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's at a different level. You know, usually we dig into the business side of business, but this is going to be a nice high-level look at what's going on out there. Yeah, it's so going to be great. Shall we? We shall. Okay, as Mark said, Abby Wills, a senior research associate and associate project director of the Remodelers Futures Program at the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. Abby has over 15 years of experience conducting economic and demographic research of the U.S. home improvement and repair industry. Welcome, Abby. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Victoria and Mark. Really great to be here. You know, I hear about some of the events you do and some of the gatherings where you know, a lot of movers and shakers in the industry get together to talk about what's going on and learn from all of you. I was lucky enough to attend one of those sessions. It's been quite a while ago now, but it was fascinating. Now, yeah, absolutely. And you've been doing this for 15 years? Yeah, I spent my uh, whole career at the, the Joint Center uh, in the Rolling Futures Program, you know, studying under Kermit Baker all those years, um, although he's uh, now recently retired, right. going on to bigger and better things. Um, but yes, uh, you know, my whole time has been um, understanding the um, market composition, um, market size, uh, you know, in terms of size and composition of the remodeling market, as well as industry structure, you know, the the um, size, number, size, types of uh, remodeling contractors that serve the remodeling industry. Um, so, yeah, we dig into, you know, just a little bit of everything. Emerging trends is, is kind of a, a big thing for us to understanding, you know, what is the, the next um, you know, trend remodeling that, you know, we think will have some impact on, on the market size and on composition in the future. Well, hey, let's just dive right in. What is the short-term outlook for remodeling and repair spending in the U.S.? 
Yeah, so we put out a, a, a regular quarterly short-term indicator for modeling spending. This is our leading indicator for modeling activity, or LIRA. LIRA um, right. So we've been doing this for uh, many, many years now, more than 15 years, I believe, that um, we've produced these quarterly estimates of, of uh, near-term activity. And so our latest uh, LIRA from October is projecting uh, for 2021, you know, spending for owner improvements and maintenance repairs will be up 9.2% this wow. year compared to last year. Um, and that's what we would think of, what we would call strong growth for the remodeling market. Um, the historical kind of long-term average growth for the industry over the past, you know, 20, 25 years is right around 5% growth. Oh. So, you know, 9.2% is, is definitely um, strong growth. And we're, we're um, projecting that that growth will stay um, up around that 9%, 10%, potentially even accelerating a little bit through uh, the third quarter of next year. Wow, that's awesome for our folks, right? Woohoo! If, if If they can overcome all the other challenges. So what are the market trends that continue to be boosted by the, pandem- uh, by the pandemic? Yeah, so the pandemic has obviously been, you know, a fascinating time to be studying uh, the, the home improvement industry, no right? No kidding, wow. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we've, we've had some, um, uh, you know, interesting points during, you know, the pandemic at the very beginning, the, the immediate, you know, shutdowns, economic shutdowns and what that meant for uh, home improvements and repairs, and then, you know, kind of the, the boom in uh, activity that we saw uh, a little bit later in the pandemic as, um, uh, you know, folks were just really spending so much time at home doing very different things in their yeah. home, working from home, learning from home, you know, all their exercising at home, um, outdoor entertaining, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we saw some some really big boosts from, um, you know, kind of these, these lifestyle changes and, and housing uh, changes. Um, including, you know, just more focus on replacement um, projects, you know, the exterior, you know, roofing, siding, windows, doors, a building envelope, um, systems and equipment, you know, especially earlier in the pandemic, that was work that homeowners felt comfortable, you know, continue, continuing to do and um, focus on as opposed to kind of the the interior projects. Um, although we think that that activity, that, that kind of, um, you know, major kitchen and bathroom models, room additions, we think that's now, you know, bouncing back quite well, um, you know, since last year. Mm-hmm. Um, outdoor living, of course, I mentioned, you know, porches, decks, patios, fencing, sheds, um, landscaping, all of that got a big boost from the pandemic. Um, you know, just homeowners really wanting um, to use every inch of right. space at their home, including all those outdoor spaces that might have been neglected um, mm-hmm. before the pandemic. Um, and then we've seen some some shifts, we think, um, you know, we're, we're kind of tracking these still, but um, we suspect that the pandemic has given, you know, some big boosts to um, healthy home um, projects, you know, so indoor air quality, water quality, um, also, you know, kind of the energy efficiency retrofits, um, but, but you know, room configurations, kind of thinking about more of the discretionary stuff, having space for that, you know, drop zone when you first get in, in your house and right. wanting to, you know, kind of leave the outdoors behind. Um, as well as, you know, disconnecting in your home, like spending so much time um, at home if you are still potentially working from home um, and needing to potentially get away every now and then from, from you know, all of the activity that is happening at home, um, you know, so making making spaces in, in the home for kind of 
you know, disconnecting and, and unplugging and right. um, relaxing. Um, and then finally, I'll mention um, multi-generational living is, is, is another area that we think is getting a big boost from the from the pandemic. Um, again, you know, maybe a smaller part of the market, um, but that had already kind of been on an upturn before the pandemic. Um, but certainly, you know, folks thinking about potentially um, having their parents, you know, coming to stay and live in, in their homes as they get older um, and having a separate, you know, suite for that, right. um, potentially an accessory dwelling mm-hmm. unit, um, as well as as owners are getting older themselves, thinking potentially about having caretakers in, in, ah. in their homes as they're aging in place. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, you know, the pandemic we think might have shifted some some folks thoughts about that you know what does it mean to, to age in place and, and how can I do that you know safely and comfortably right okay so what are, what are you seeing as some of the major risks that are coming down the pike so in short uh, I will say shortages shortages are the, are the big risks and challenges um, to the to the projections uh, supply chain shortages um, that's yeah. been obviously a big big issue um, over the past year or so. Um, and then worker shortages, which has been a long time uh, concern for the remodeling industry, for the broader construction industry, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those those two, you know, present pretty pretty good headwind, uh, uh, you know, headwinds to the to the growth in the remodeling industry. Um, you know, the supply chain problems. You know, getting getting the materials, building materials. Um, you know, when and where you need them. Um, we know that you know a lot of businesses. Um, have been struggling to, to hire all of the, the workers that they need to. Um, although, you know, so we talk uh, or we hear a lot about um, the great resignation, yeah. um, the great quit. Um, and, and I actually wonder if that might not be an opportunity for the remodeling industry um, to attract uh, more talent um, into the into the industry and, and into the skilled trades. So thinking about you know those who, who are you know resigning, quitting, quitting their um, you know desk job potentially, right? Um, yeah. And thinking about you know what other um, uh, career paths might you know give me more satisfaction, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, you know the industry, the remodeling industry, the construction industry. Um, you know we know that that we need to do a better job of attracting more women into, into the fields, you know, in particular into the skilled trades, people of color, um, into the labor force. So, you know, I wonder if, if this might not present some, some good opportunity um, to attract uh, new and, and diverse folks into, into the industry. Um, I know the Census Bureau, too, has, has just recently um, released some new data on business formations. Um, and, I, you know, I'm wondering about the um, higher quits that we've been seeing with the quit rate. Um, is it potentially suggesting um, you know, rising entrepreneurship, and oh. you know, is that actually um, helping again the the remodeling industry? Uh, you know, for actually seeing folks quitting their jobs, but then starting starting something on their own, starting something new, which you know that's still a big part of the remodeling industry are smaller contractors, self employed contractors. And, yes. Um, so yeah. Hopefully they'll all go out and start trade contractor companies to feed exactly. our people. <laughs> that would exactly. be nice. So, so what do you think? What are some of the impacts that are going to happen from the new, you know, the new laws that are being passed, the new federal investments and that sort of thing, the infrastructure, build back better bills? Well, so we, we had a lot of hope that, you know, some portion of the infrastructure bill, the Build Back Better bill, the, the, the possibility that, that might be coming down with that, um, you know, we had some hope that uh, we would see some uh, bigger investments, federal investments in 
um, certain sectors of the remodeling market, you know, whether that's energy efficiency retrofits, disaster mitigation retrofits. Um, you know, we uh, definitely saw during the last downturn, which, you know, was many, many years ago, if folks remember after yes. the, the big, you know, housing boom bust, um, we saw during during the bust that um, the, the, you know, federal, state and local um, rebates and, and, and tax incentives uh, for energy retrofits were actually a really good um, buoy for the remodeling industry, right? And so, um, you know, totally different scenario during during that downturn where remodeling spending had declined, you know, quite significantly. Um, and we didn't see that with, with this, you know, recent pandemic-induced uh, recession and, and, and this period. But still, we know that the housing stock, um, we have a, a very large existing housing stock, it's aging. We know it's not, you know, terribly energy efficient right. um, or that we could do better. Um, and then with uh, the increased um, frequency and, and um, you know, severity of storms and natural disasters, yes. um, you know, we think disaster mitigations can also be, a, a, you know, really good focus for uh, federal in investments or incentives for, for homeowners to think about, you know, how can, how can I make my home um, more resilient to, you know, future disasters. So when you're talking about disaster mitigation, you're talking about prior, you're, prior to the event, fix it up so it doesn't have the impact from the event. That's exactly right. So yes, we, we know that um, we have seen, uh, you know, this, the increasing number and frequency of storms, uh, over the last you know decade or more, um, and we've seen that you know same correlation then in, in the rising um, spending for disaster repairs. You know, so what you're doing after after the disaster, um, and so right, I think the the you know newer focus has been on well, what can we do to make the housing stock um, just more resilient to to disasters, so that yes, you, you're not spending as much after the fact um, because you won't need to. You know, that your home will will be able to get through some of these. Um, you know, storms, whether, whether it's kind of your, what you think of, you know, often the, the, the really big hurricane disasters right. or wildfire disasters now, or even just your more kind of run of the mill, you know, bad winter storm, you know, sleet storm and, mm-hmm. and snowstorm um, that can cause a lot of damage too to, to, you know, the roofing and exterior of your home. Um, so, right, you know, getting, getting homeowners to think about, you know, even, even kind of the bigger retrofits like, um, raising your systems, if all of your, your home systems, your, your furnace, your water heater, if they're all in the basement and your basement tends to flood, um, think about what that means when you, when you have that next really big storm come right. through and, you know, maybe, maybe it means, you know, getting those raised up higher, even to another level, potentially depending on where you're living. Um, but yeah, you know, thinking about the building materials the next time you do some kind of project, some kind of improvement, um, if, you know, the, the, if you're in, you know, parts of the country that are, that are subject to, you know, wildfire, for example, mm-hmm. you know, can, can you get um, roofing materials or siding materials that might be just more resistant right. um, to, to wildfire damage? So, yeah, those are all, you know, I think parts of the market that could certainly expand enormously, you know, there's the potential for, for, for enormous expansion, but I think homeowners often are not wanting to think about those, right. those you know things like no one wants to think about disaster and what that means for your home um and for your family so i think it's harder to to, to get the attention of, of homeowners on those types of projects and 
um, you know, federal stimulus um, incentives, rebates certainly could could help. Now, I know you focus on the remodeling side of things, but are you seeing some of those changes happening in the new construction side, you know, the, the building to mitigate those disasters? Absolutely. I mean, that's almost always how it happens, like in terms of energy retrofits and um, or, or energy efficiency improvements um, and now disaster mitigation that, um, you know, whether it's through code, you know, ch- changing the, the building codes, um, or really just having better better products too. So it's so the industry kind of influencing this in terms okay. of having having those products more available and and priced, you know, to the point where 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 um, builders and, and contractors and owners can can use them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we do see uh, to almost always see new construction kind of being on the forefront and, and incorporating um, you know new products and materials and, and innovations um, into into the new homes and then it's just a matter of, you know, okay, so great that our the new homes are, are in much better, you know, shape or condition to, you know, be more energy efficient or to be more resilient to disasters. But again, we have such a large right. existing housing stock that really, um, you know, needs to be dealt with in a different way. I imagine homeowners who invest in that sort of thing would see a great deal of that money returned in terms of less insurance policies, you know, lower insurance policies. I, I would think so. I would hope so. I mean, I think that's a question, right? Is, yeah. you know, is the, are all the dots being connected and are homeowners um, being able to convey that information to insurance companies and then right? Are they even able to, to understand the value necessarily? Have they, have they already built that into their, you know, insurance models or not? And so I think, I think it is an evolving, um, uh, market for sure, but, uh, that's the hope that, that, you know, there'd be benefits in, in a lot of different ways. Hi, this is Tim Fowler with Remodelers Advantage. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about our roundtable program for production managers. With the surge in the economy, many companies are adding this position or finding that their production manager is not equipped to handle the intense growth. If this is the case, consider a small investment and enroll them in this opportunity for growth. Many of our guests on the Tim Fowler Show have been involved in the program, and you may have heard them mention the rewards of being involved. We meet twice a year for two days, collect and discuss performance metrics for each company, and we support each other throughout the year with microboards, smaller groups of peers who meet monthly via Zoom or by phone to discuss issues and ask for input. Currently, we have five groups, but they're full, so we're starting a sixth. The goal is to have at least eight new members for that group so we can set up for our first meeting in the fall during our summit week, September 20 through 24 in Phoenix, Arizona. There will be some preliminary meetings in July and August via Zoom to get people connected and start the growth process. If you want more information, feel free to email me at tim at remodelersadvantage.com or visit our website, remodelersadvantage.com and click on membership. Thank you. You know, going back to the risks and challenges for a moment, again, I know you're a research firm, I mean, a research organization, but do you have solutions or ideas? Like, how do people deal with shortages? How do people, you know, I've been watching a program last night about material shortages of all sorts. And just, again, going back to Los Angeles and Long Beach and seeing those train cars and shipping containers and ships and yada, yada, yada. Well, you know, between that and the shortage of labor, do you have any 
suggestions for how people deal with that? Yeah, uh, you know, thankfully, so far, I think what we've, what we've seen, what we've heard um, from contractors uh, is that homeowners have been patient. I think, I think, you know, that that is a question if they'll remain patient in terms of, you know, getting getting the materials they really want. Um, or, you know, just figuring out, well, what can we substitute if, if, if this isn't available and it's not going to be available for, you know, whatever, six months, then is there something else that might be, you know, not your number one choice, but is more readily available? And so, you know, I think, I think working with homeowners to kind of understand, you know, what the options are and, um, you know, the timelines uh, is important. And um, again, you know, I think homeowners... Um, the, the increased focus on home that we've seen, you know, right. the pandemic, um, just, you know, having the, the extra time and, and often the extra funds to, to do these home improvements, you know, if you kind of came through the pandemic um, with your with your job intact in and um, saw, you know, even increased discretionary funds, you know, not, not doing kind of your normal activities during the pandemic with travel and mm-hmm. vacations and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think a lot of homeowners just are understanding and wanting and willing to reinvest in their homes in like bigger ways. And so, yeah, they're, they're kind of just like, I want to do a project. I, you know, I don't even know what I want to do, but I want to do something because I know <laughs> it, it'll make my life bigger, better, right. happier. Right. You know, what I'm doing at home will, will be easier. Um, and so I think, yeah, the, 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 the worker shortage is, is a, is a, a, a tougher one. Right. And, we, and, and a longer one, a longer term problem that I think you have to have longer term solutions. And I know we've talked about that as an industry, you know, kind of getting the pipeline for, for workers, um, bigger, a bigger and better pipeline, um, yeah. you know, for, for future workers, uh, for the industry. And, and I know that there's been some really great work in terms of, you know, reaching out to um, kids, you know, reaching out to middle schoolers and high schoolers and, you know, really starting early um, to let uh, kids know that there are terrific careers in the in the uh, construction industry in the remodeling industry. Um, you know that that you know, especially you know, not needing to you know take on all of that student debt, which I right. think is another thing um, for folks to consider, for parents to consider, um, but, but but kids too. That you know, you don't have to take on you know a ton of student debt to end up with some really terrific education and skills that you can then, you know, enter into this industry right away and start making money uh, right away uh, and, and just leading to really good long-term careers too in the, in the skilled trades and otherwise. So, um, so right, the, the worker shortage is a, is a tougher one, but um, again, a little bit hopeful that, you know, the, the, the reassessment, you know, everyone's kind of reassessment of their, of their work and, and, and what they're doing right. every day mm-hmm. um, might, might potentially, you know, benefit the, the remodeling industry that has struggled, you know, um, to really attract workers from kind of the, the, the bigger, like, you know, sexier industries like right. tech, for yeah, example, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah, you're um, right. This could be a really good opportunity with the right marketing angle, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, so you've been doing this for a long time. You, you know, are, are really in-depth in here. Have you seen anything recently that it surprises you one way or the other? Is there anything that sort of like, oh, wow, that's interesting? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's always um, something that will uh, kind of surprise us about the remodeling industry. Um, so one thing 
uh, you know, that, that really popped up with the pandemic um, was uh, DIY, you know, do-it-yourself activity. So, so this is some, uh, you know, DIY spending um, had really been on the decline for like a long, a long-term downward trend in the decade or more, 15, 20 years before uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that um, completely reversed, um, right. especially earlier on, um, you know, certainly, um, as I said, I think uh, contractors have been doing phenomenally well during during the pandemic too for sort of the replacement type uh, projects. But now, you know, kind of picking up the backlog of the more discretionary interior work too. Um, but yeah, the DIY boom that we saw last year and and, and really kind of still elevated this year um, was surising and um, de- definitely not you know what we would have anticipated given kind of the historical wow. longer term trend. Uh, and whether that will continue or not, I mean, I think that's a question and, 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 you know, we're not sure it will. We're thinking it'll almost certainly revert back to kind of the longer term trend. But, um, but yeah, DIY spending, smaller project spending, um, you know, with, with the pandemic uh, was certainly, a, a, you know, something we were not anticipating. Well, wow, that's wild. Are you guys, what are you projecting on a longer term perspective outlook for, for the, the spending for remodeling? The yeah, short term is so, looking great, but. Exactly. I mean, it's and it's it's hard uh, sure. to be precise, right? Even even our short term projections, um, you know, we, we we do you know we do it quarterly. We make revisions quarterly too, and um, it's it's hard to forecast, especially during you know unprecedented times like like a pandemic. But um, but when we think about kind of the longer term. Um, projections for the industry, growth for the industry. Um, we look at, you know, some of, some of the kind of core um, uh, demographics uh, in terms of, you know, the aging of our population, um, you know, that we have many more older homeowners today um, thinking about aging in place, you know, what, what does that mean for aging in place? What we know about our, our current existing housing stock is that it's not um, currently um uh, set up to be, you know, aging friendly. Um, it's 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 really not um, accessible um, when you think about just basic, you know, getting in your home and, and move, moving around your home um, for someone who might be older or have some mobility problems. Um, that you know, we we have um, a lot of work to do to to make our housing stock stock accessible and and again safe and comfortable for for older homeowners. Um, and then um, millennials, you know, we've got the on the on the opposite end of the spectrum. We've got the youngest um, entries into the into the housing market. Um, so millennials hitting their their peak home buying years, uh, you know, in the last year or two here, and having this entire ginormous generation behind them, you know, reaching their 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 peak home buying years in the coming, you know, what five, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years. So we expect that um, you know we'll just have a lot of demand um, moving forward in terms of um, uh, new home buyers, young, younger home buyers, um, and then what are, you know what are they doing to kind of um, you know reconfigure their homes to, to really meet their uh, needs and, and wants. Um, of course, then we think about the aging of the housing stock as something that you know again uh, coming out of the last, uh, the last, you know, recession, the Great Recession, um, you know, just seeing a continued aging of our of our of our homes, and what what that means is we just have a lot more uh, need for replacement works, you know, kind of the the the, the core exterior roofing, siding, uh, windows and doors, and and systems and equipment, right? Um, as well as again those energy retrofits, you know, making making our older housing stock, um, you know, more um, uh, energy efficient. 
Um, so yeah, we look at all of that as well as, you know, kind of again, that, that balance um, in project composition, you know, that, that um, there's a lot of replacement work, there's a lot of discretionary work, you know, we're not really seeing dominance in, in one or the other necessarily, um, as well as kind of the maintenance repair activity, again, related to, to more the aging of the stock more than anything, um, as, as well as, you know, again, some of the, um, uh, you know, increase uh, storm activity, right. uh, you know, that, that has led to just increased disaster repair spending. So we think that that will, will also continue to be um, a bigger part of the market moving forward, given, you know, the, the storm activity just in the last, you know, couple of years, we anticipate that, that disaster repairs will be elevated um, for the next few years, too. Wow, that's, that's awesome. So, Abby, I, the short-term outlook for this show is we're about to go into the lightning round. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap. Okay, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? So I really like um, the work by Adam Grant. Um, he's an organizational psychologist. He's at, at Penn's Wharton School. Um, so, so Give and Take is one of the one of his books that um, I read and really enjoyed um, understanding. Uh, if you weren't conducting research for the home improvement industry, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I think, you know, maybe, maybe it's not that different or exciting because um, I think a lot of the skills um, that I use in, in doing data analysis and uh, understanding market trends would apply potentially to um, archival work. So I don't know if that would be like librarian <laughs> or museum or, you know, some kind of, something like that, where I'd just be like digging through archives and um, documenting, you know, history, that kind of thing. What are you not very good at? Um, hand-eye coordination. I'm, I'm really bad at video games. I'm really bad at any kind of sport that involves, like, hitting or throwing something on the ball. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Uh, so, I think I would say room or rooms. In one word, describe your high school self. Yeah, I, so one word I would say, um, quiet. I was, I, I then... I'm probably still a fairly quiet person, but yeah, I was quiet in high school. I kept a lot inside. <laughs> I was watching and observing and, um, yeah, quiet, I think. Okay. Hey, Abby, thank you so much for doing this. This has been awesome. I want, there's two things that I want to do, but first, the first one, before I let you go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. Yeah, so my five words of wisdom are sources of strength are numerous. And really, that is just to say that the home improvement um, outlook, you know, today, next year, into the, you know, longer term future, you know, there, there really is um, no one source of, of strength for the market um, for this cycle. So um, a lot of opportunities in a lot of different areas uh, in, in this industry. Great. Now, I don't know a, a lot about the joint or the, the Remodelers Future program, but you have, how would people learn more? How can they get involved? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so first of all, right, I would say come check out our website, um, you know, the, that you can find all of our research. 
um, all of our modeling research on our website free for download. You know, so this is um, www.jchs.harvard.edu, and, and you can navigate to the to the modeling future section of the website to find all of our um, you know work in terms of our lira, the, right. the quarterly lira, the improving America's housing reports that we do you know every other year, um, as well as lots of other you know blogs and uh, research briefs, um, and so. Uh, What's, I think, really terrific about, you know, working at the Joint Center is that we do make all of our, our work publicly available and free yes. for download and um, accessible to, you know, anyone who's just really interested in understanding kind of these, these core dimensions of their modeling industry and, um, you know, market size and composition and where we're headed um, and, and why, you know, what are some of the, the trends, the big trends, little trends that we're tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we have our Remodeling Futures Steering Committee um, as part of the, the Remodeling Futures Program. And so, yes, this is a, a steering committee made up of, um, you know, typically um, owners, operators of um, larger scale remodeling contractors, as well as, you know, the building manufacturers, um, as well as the associations in the industry. Um, and, and this really is kind of our, our group, um, you know, that we used to. Um, get together to talk about our research, to um, hear from them, you know, what they're seeing in the industry, what, what resonates with them, you know, what are some areas that they want to know more about that we right. could potentially do some digging in and investigating and, and try to understand um, better, uh, you know, on their behalf. And and so, you know, you, you know using, using our steering committee as a sounding board sure. for um, the data that we see, you know, we spend so much time, you know, looking at the numbers and, and staring at our computer screens. But of course, you know, our members are out there uh, doing it every day, right. doing their modeling work every day. And so, um, so yeah, you know, let us know, get in touch if, if uh, folks are interested in, right. in learning more about our modeling future steering committee too. We will put some information in the show notes. Thank you Perfect. so much for doing this. It's been an honor having you on and keep up the all the important good work you're doing. We share the Lira every time it comes out and post in our social and share it with our members. So it's really valuable work you're doing. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Mark. This was really awesome. I'm really glad to, to do this. Great. Thank you. I love being able to look at the industry from that level. It's so different than the in the weeds, you know, in the in the battle of the day to day that we deal with so often. Yeah, the long term and short term, you know, projections, mm-hmm. and it's it's very cool. The whole um, just I, I I I'm the guy that doesn't like to. F- dig up the data i just want the data provided to me right so you know, and I having lo- this come having these people do it for us is great yeah and the lira report is the leading yeah. indicators report is, is always very fascinating and you know luckily last several quarters very uh, encouraging so this is this is a, this is a as she said a great time for remodelers and there's a lot of opportunity coming down the pike so again here you are right in a market that's strong gonna stay strong Got a lot of stuff coming down the street, and if you're not making money now, you really got to look at back, get back to basics, look at your operation, and figure out what's happening because this is the time to really be making hay. Yeah, it's as good as it gets, right? So yep. if you're not rolling in it right now, then you got big problems when the things slow down. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, we want to thank Abby for sharing these awesome insights with us, and we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I'm Mark Harari, and I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the remodeler's guide to business. 
Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day.